The Up With The Bonnets podcast is brought to you by Hilltown Electrical. Hilltown Electrical deals with both domestic and commercial jobs. You can find them on Facebook or by contacting them on 0773-847-390. Hello and welcome to a special episode of the Up With The Bonnets podcast. It's a player interview episode and I'm your host Daniel Smith and with me, uh, breaking his cherry actually for interviewing a player, it's Paul Gray. How you doing mate? I'm alright. Hi, it's good. So let me introduce you to our guest this week. Not only is he a handsome bugger, he's also the captain of Dundee. It's Mr Joe Shaughnessy. Joe, how are you doing? How's it going? What a welcome. That's, that's the best welcome I've had, Shaughnessy. Nice, nice to have you. <laughs> have uh, any listeners... I think we toned that down a wee bit there, Danny, to be fair. <laughs> we could have went a wee bit further, to be honest, man. <laughs> well, that was plenty. That was plenty. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to tone it up again, I mean, if, I mean, the listeners won't get to see this Zoom call, eh? but if, um, if anybody remembers Chat Roulette, they'll take a hell of a time up to see their faces here because it's the most handsome <laughs> podcast probably going. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that, bring, that brings back memories that but let's leave that there <laughs> keep the sins in the past <laughs> yeah <laughs> um joe first up mate um i don't know if you are aware there was a picture uh, i think you, there was a picture went about a couple of days ago of yourself um i think you're just on a, a nice walk with the missus um and yeah. uh, the attire you were wearing oh. was yeah and your, the yeah. attire you were wearing was a hearts a hearts jacket. Yes. Um, I mean, we're no, we're no ones to grill anybody, but I mean, um, the Dundee fans, no. we need to take you to the Dundee FC People's Court and ask you what was that? What yeah, was yeah. that all about? But, but have you any idea of the link? You have no idea, or where have you? you where, what do you think? What do you think? No, nothing. Nothing, nothing at all. You know, mm-hmm. so about five years ago, my brother was at Hearts. My, my younger brother was on loan at Hearts uh, from Leeds for six months. So my, my house is full of my dad. That's my dad's jacket. That's my dad's jacket back home. So I was back in Ireland for a few days and it was freezing. So dad said it was either a Leeds jacket or a Hearts jacket. And uh, that, the Hearts one was the nearest. So I put it on thinking nothing of it. And uh, <laughs> and apparently <laughs> I've been, I'm not on any, I'm not on Twitter, not on Instagram. So my brother sent me it laughing about it. And uh, yeah, that was it. So I, 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 that's the that's where that came from. But I think everyone forgot about his time at Hearts. <laughs> Aye, there's always it was panic one... stations. Uh, was it, it was panic <laughs> stations in a few group chats. I must admit, it was there. Was there? Yeah, no. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, to be fair, I, I mean the house back. You can imagine Dad's house back home is full of Aberdeen, St Johnston, St Mary, and Dundee Hearts. In fact, no Dundee jacket. That's the problem. Need <laughs> <laughs> you know everything. So um, yeah, that was the one I picked up, but I didn't think it would. Cause any offence. So. Well, uh, the, the, the few Dundee fans are still reeling after Owen Beck getting recalled. So, um, also, I know. at one point, I think Dundee fans were going to burn something to the ground to view were going. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, nothing to worry about. Nothing to worry about. <laughs> but, Joe, we'll, we'll speak about. Um, your move to Dundee in the summer. Uh, I think a lot of Dundee fans were surprised and more than happy that it happened. Um, you've, you're a player with plenty of top flight, top flight experience. Uh, you've, I think you're out of contract with Superman. So, I mean, what made you sign for Dundee and were there other clubs looking at you, maybe trying to entice you to join them? Yeah, well, I mean, last last year at St Mirren, 
didn't really I didn't play as much as I wanted so you know I was getting to the end of the season and I had, I had chances to leave in January or whatever and but nothing nothing really nothing came up so when it was getting towards summer and, and St Mirren offered me another deal but I thought there's no point staying because I didn't think I didn't want to have another season like last year where you know I'd play a few games and, and get dropped out and then I you know obviously I, I've played against Dundee a lot and I know the kind of the size of the club and everything so when the, when Dundee came up I thought they might, you know, there might be a chance there. But as that happened, the manager rang me on the day that he got um, given the job. And I've worked with the manager before, of course, but he rang me up and he just, the way he spoke about kind of the, what he wanted to do at the club and where he wanted to take the club. And he kind of just made it be known to me that how much he wanted me to sign and, you know, how he seen me, how he saw me fitting into the team. And he just really, uh, within, I think I spoke to him for, 20 minutes on the morning he got the job before he went to do his press conference and it was pretty much you know I I pretty much knew that that was where I wanted to be playing and it's more you know I wanted to play for the manager really that that was it you know he he really kind of sold me on the size of the club and and his ideas for it so I'd say within after that first conversation within about I don't know three days everything was done and um, yeah it's it's worked out really well so far so I'm, I'm Beyond happy, really. I mean, one thing I would always say, like with Tony Dock, with his uh, pre and post match interviews, he does come across like a guy you would want to play for, you know, like a guy that you want to go through walls for. I take it is he is he kind of like that with the players and the you know yeah, yeah. and training and everything like that as well. Yeah, you yeah, know, he, he um, he's a very good coach, and I knew that about him anyway from uh, up in Aberdeen with him. You know, every all the training sessions he used to him were brilliant, so I knew I knew that side of him, and then. It's kind of it's good to see him. He has that kind of motivational side to him anyway, and he and he knows the right things to say to the players before games. And I guess that was my first real taste of it when he was talking to me over summer. And he had this he had this the passion for what he wants to do and where he wants to take the club. And it and it really came across, like I say, within you know ten fifteen minutes of that conversation, you could feel that he was really up for the up for the challenge of you know a newly promoted club. But also he has ideas of where he wants to take it as well. And um, yeah, it's, it's good that people can see that kind of from the little bits that you get from him, you know, in the the interviews before and after games. But we see it all the time and it's, um, yeah, it's kind of it's refreshing, yeah. Yeah, I mean, not too tough. Uh, you, you, you came to Dens, you'd made your captain. Is this something that was spoke to you before you signed as well? basically saying to you, I want you in, I want you captain, because um, it was more or less a clean slate from because a lot of the squad were moving on, so there wasn't going to be, I think there was three players left. I think he, was he looking for somebody to come in with loads of experience and just hold the fort while he, he built up a new team? Um, I mean, he never actually, it was never spoke about being captain at all, that was never never mentioned, and it wasn't really, I wasn't coming in expecting, you know, I wasn't get, making any demands or anything like that, it was just he wanted, he said to me, he knew the player I was, he knew what I could bring, he knew the experience, and he felt that that was needed, kind of, and, and that's what he wanted in his team. And that was the, you know, when I came in, that was the only expectation was to come in and train the way I do and basically just play well for him, basically. And then I think we were, I was in for a couple of weeks and then he, like you say, he had pretty much to build half a squad, really. Um, yeah, and then, and then he, he made me captain and it was, you know, I was thrilled with that, really. I, I you know, I have experience of being captains at, at SPL clubs and, He's obviously seen something that um, 
yeah he likes and that's what he wants so um yeah that, that's just the way it happened it wasn't it wasn't promised to me over summer anyway <laughs> <laughs> you'll be made captain if you sing for us guarantees yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That, that wasn't quite that wasn't that wasn't that wasn't in the contract <laughs> <laughs> one thing I've always loved, like, so, again, speaking about Tony Doherty, since he's came into the club, is talking about, you know, how the team is meant to have, you know, like a work ethic and a mentality and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, it kind of, you've seen it in every single, you know, press conference that he did or any news article. I mean, it's evident to see that on the pitch as well. The team do have that, you know, the work ethic and the, you know, and a personality. But what would you say currently at the moment is the club's, like, main, or the team's main characteristic? Um, I think we're very, I think we're very organised and hard to beat, really. Um, I think that that's probably the main thing: organisation and and being hard to beat, and then building on that. Uh, the fact that we, you know, we stick together and we 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 keep going together is, is also another thing. I mean, it's just very, yeah, very organised and hard to beat. I guess that's the that's the main thing I'd say about about us at the minute, and that kind of comes from the work that we do on the training ground all week and you know I think there's a lot of experience there now and we we know the importance of that um in this league you know if you can be hard to beat then then you start picking up results as you go as well what I've liked about this Dundee team is they seem to keep going to the last minute I know that we've lost maybe a few last minute goals here and there but uh, one obviously the game against Cali we won all up for the majority of the game and eight to five minutes to, uh, into the game and next thing you know we're 2-1 down but then yourself it's you you pop up and get the equaliser a lot of teams would have let their heads go down especially a lot of teams with young players in them like we have and I know they've got experience uh, a lot of them have got top flight experience and a lot of appearances behind them but I think it's like it's refreshing to see a Dundee team that no matter what's kind of put in front of them or uh, blockage that they seem to like bang it down and you know keep going until the till the end yeah um yeah like you say it's happened a couple of times you know we we have been on the end of a few last minute goals but definitely that Kilmarnock game was it was frustrating because it felt like we did so well in the first half and we, like you say what we were 84 minutes we one up and you just want to see it out and then to go to one down so late was almost almost a killer but you know you get if we kept pushing I thought you know we definitely have one more at least one more throw in the box or one more chance to get something and when you kind of, I think we got a long throw, and you know, we're gonna go up and get some get some second ball here, and they end up putting out for a corner. And I think, <clears throat> for me anyway, going in attacking corner is all the first half of the season when you got Betts putting it in. You know, his delivery's usually been on the money every every time, so you know you're gonna get a chance at it. So, um, yeah, that's that's another characteristic of the team. We'll keep going and we'll keep pushing because in a lot of games there's not much in it, so. There's always, you know, there's always something to go there and, and get. So there's no point in stopping, really, yeah. I like how you mentioned that, Danny, because, like, in previous seasons, you would probably see Dundee concede a last-minute goal and then that would be it. And like you said, the head would go down. But with this team, it's just, it's just, there's something different. And I think that's definitely just coming from, you know, like you said, uh, Joe, about, like, you know, what Tony's doing, you know, on and off the pitch as well. So it's great to see, from a fan's point yeah. of view, it's probably, probably it's exciting like times there. Having a, a good blend of... Ex- like experienced SPL players and then young lads coming through that haven't been through it, so they'll they're going to keep going anyway. You know they don't know they, they they don't feel like oh we're beat. You know they'll keep going, they'll keep producing the quality, and then yeah, if we can, I know we like I say we've been on the end of a few last minute goals, so 
you know, if you can cut them out, we, we could we'll forget about them. We'll forget, like, obviously, there has been an abundance of last minute goals 96, 97, 98 up and down the country because uh, VAR now being in play. Um, as a player, how are you taken to? having all these extra minutes because normally if you reach 94 minutes in a football match you think this ref's put a lot of minutes on but as a player is it one of those now that you feel you've just got to keep going and going and going because if anybody can hit you on the break and then if you know what I mean it is kind of it is this season definitely you know (laughs) pretty much all all my career will be like once you get to 90 minutes it's just you can hold on for two or three more minutes and you're done but now you get to the 90th minute and that's pretty much the 80th, 82nd minute. You know, you've got maybe seven, eight more minutes. So there's, mm-hmm. it doesn't have the same, you know, get to 90 minutes and then we're pretty much there. It's not, it's get to 90 minutes and you've still got another 10 minutes to get through. So there's, it's, it's, it's strange really. But um, yeah, it takes a bit of getting used to because they seem to just add in on as much as they want. I think we're all getting fed up of VAR, to be perfectly honest with you, though, yeah, to be honest. I think so. <laughs> Only when it goes against you. <laughs> Only when it goes against you, yeah, absolutely, Harry. Good point. Very good point, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd like to talk about the Gardine, the training centre just now, Joe. Um, Dundee have never had a permanent training base, really. It's always been one week training at one, uh, then training on another public field or something like that. Um but compared to other bases that you've played at, like how does that kind of hold up against the other ones considering it's Dundee's first venture into having their own space? Yeah, it's good. It's definitely it, it, it's a good thing to have, even for attracting players to sign that. If you know, if the club wants to get to where it wants to get to, you need to have a training base really. And it, there's still things, there's still little things that can get better with it, but that's always going to be the case because what I think this is the is this the second year I think we've up there yeah so, so you know yeah. i think you know there's definitely still things that can be improved on but you have to have that you know if, if you want to if you want to achieve anything really in scottish football you need to have a base you need to have somewhere you're not you're not going somewhere and then getting in car as to drive up train on it on a public pitch you, know, you have your own pitch and you can get your groundsman to do work on it and, um you know just just having your own place i think that's it's important and it's something i'm glad that we have um and i hope that we can kind of just improve on that, you know, and, and make it even better and going forward and just keep pushing on little by little, I think. Yeah. So what you're saying is yeah, like, as, a, yeah. as a player, sorry, well, as a player, um, oh, you're if, you're, if you're looking, if a team's after you, just say you've got one team that don't have a training centre and you've got another team that has the one that with the training centre looks more favourable, yeah. does it? Yeah, yeah, of course, that's it. And and even any time you're, any time I would be talking to other players or anything, if, you know, if I'm trying to get them to maybe come and come up to Dundee, it's like, well, at least we have this, we have a training centre, you know, you're going to be, that's the base, that's the base where we're training. And yeah, it helps massively. You know, I've been at clubs, even when I, when I was at Aberdeen at the start, you're getting minibuses up to the, to different training grounds around the city. And then at St. Johnston, we had two days, two days at the stadium in Perth and two days at um, the uni in Stirling. So, you know, it definitely, it definitely helps to have this. And I think it's, it's going it can only be a good thing really. Yeah, like you said, there's been like you know little improvements here and there, I and mean, I'd probably say that we've noticed that as well. You know, over the past couple of years, Danny, what would you think about you know with the move into Gardine and obviously we got the tour of it, and you could see that there are things going on in the background that obviously you know the majority of supporters will know about, but you can see that it's definitely you know now making its way onto the pitch. 
and that's obviously only going to benefit the team and the club as a yeah. whole to be perfectly honest with you yeah yeah well that's it it's, and I think it's it's a slow process you know you can't, mm-hmm. it's not something that can be expected to just overnight or you know within one season you you get promoted and then all of a sudden right we're a top four club it's something that you you know you build on and you build on and then you see the results of that over time and you know I think that every, everyone has that understanding and the good thing is everyone I feel that everyone at the club and the fans are probably feeling it as well that we're all at least heading in the right direction. You know, we're all, we all have this, it's not, we're not just happy to be just promoted and just, you know, you stay in the league and whatever. There's this other aim to, to really kind of kick on and build. And like I say, it's, a, it's something that happens over a few years. So but I, I like that, you know, you're saying you can see that you can see the kind of results starting to happen as well on the pitch. So, Absolutely. I, and me, I mean, me and Danny, sorry, Dan, I was just going to say, obviously, me and you were, well, me predicting, you know, we were winning the league and that at the start of the season, eh? <laughs> with these little improvements. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I win in leagues, Europe, Cups. The whole lot, lot, the lot, lot obviously. My main take uh, from Gardine was they've got their own cook. They've got their own cook, yeah, cooking yeah, your but... meals and all that. Eh? I was like, ah. Oh, these boys are living it, living the dream here. <laughs> Going to get breakfast and lunch, happy days. <laughs> <laughs> My main take was that they had a shelf for all the boots. I was like, that's incredible, that. <laughs> I know. You can tell by your reaction that Denz wasn't up to much when you're seen inside it half of the time of going on about coops and shelves. <laughs> Low expectations, Danny. <laughs> um, I think uh, Tony has mentioned there's been a real buzz about the place since coming back uh, from the winter break. How would you describe the general mood at the club just now after being off for so long? And obviously, we've not had a couple of games before the, the winter. I think it's like maybe three weeks or something. Uh, we've not had a game. But how's the, yeah. the, the team, uh, the players came back? Uh, I think everyone, from the everyone yeah, everyone's looking looking forward to the next few, I don't know, next couple of months where we have seem to have a midweek game every week. But I think there was like a real sense of frustration over Christmas with the games that didn't get played, you know, we kind of felt like we were, it was a time to really pick up points and really have it. And we were all focused on doing that. And then to get what two of those games called off, it's frustrating because, you know, you're really in the, in the mood to get kind of getting a good league position before the, before the winter break. So coming back, I think everyone's just really just itching to get going. You know, we, we have a load of games coming up and it'll really show where we're at. Um, once we get through them, but it's, yeah, it's exciting. You know, it's, um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough couple of months with all with all the games, but it's it's what you want to be part of, really. Mm-hmm. Things about five or six weeks. weeks where it's Wednesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be hard work, but um, yeah. you know, it's you'd rather be doing that than doing tough training sessions. To be honest with you, you know, you'd be rather rather playing the games. So and four away games on the trot, I think um, that. Uh, You've not got the home comforts, but um, no. I take it that it doesn't really matter to the players home away. Just get on with it, get playing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've we've not we've not done bad. You know, we're kind of yeah. You know, like, like you've, we've had a look at everyone now. We've had a look at all the all the teams, and you kind of fancy yourselves against most of them. You fancy you can go and really have a go home or away. So um, you know, it's it's good experiences to be playing in these places. It's not like 
you're not going there, you know, afraid, afraid that you're going to get hounded by anyone. You, you know, it's it's good experience to go and put on a show in front of these away fans and, you know, hopefully put them in their place. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And I like that you said that as well, because, I mean, there is a lot of teams that I feel that are similar, you know, at the moment. And, you know, a couple of wins here or there can really propel you up the league. So yeah. I, say, I say the more games, the merrier. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And, and if you can get on a run, you know, if you can get a bit of momentum in this league, then mm-hmm. you can really kick you on. That's that's one of the big things. So, you know, it would be good if you can get on a little run and then you've got another one on Tuesday and get another win and, and really kind of push yourself up the league, like you say, and, and, you know, see where it takes us. Joe, you've already notched a few goals. Uh, you have double against Lovey, sentence on the way to a win there. And also we spoke about the, the Kamarnik equaliser right at the death, but uh, the, the goal before that, up at Dingwall, I mean, that produced some scenes. And I know some people were saying it was only against Ross County, but the whole moment in time, you know, what was it, 90-odd minutes, uh, got the win up there in a stuffy place that a lot of teams slip up at. And uh, I think just the whole nature of the goal, just kind of like rebounding off players and yeah. off yourself and into the net. I mean, when you turned around and seen all the fans, what did you think? Yeah, to be fair, it was unreal. You know, it was, I mean, I've just chested it in and then you go up and I, I didn't know it. I actually didn't know that everyone had run on the pitch. So I'm up there hugging one of the fans right at the front. And I think, right, that's it. Better get get back on and just get the whistle. And I turn around and there was there was just bodies everywhere. I was like, yeah, right. Okay, they've enjoyed this one. <laughs> and I, thought, I don't even, I don't think the ref even kicked off. I think he just thought, right, get out of here. But um yeah, it was good. You know, they all all the fans make the effort to go up there, and it's nice to. It wasn't maybe not the best game, maybe not the prettiest game, but a lot of games up there are like that. And um, you know, at the end of the day, get a last minute winner. What more could you want, really? I'm sure mm. all the fans went home happy. Anyway, you kind of forget about the last ninety minutes, and you know, that's that's what it's all about. <laughs> did you really I mean, chest it in, or did it just hit off your chest? Nah, I'm telling you, I'm get- I'm yeah, getting no, on, I've had no credit for this at all. all I bundled it in, bundled it in. I got my arm out the way and hit my chest off it. <laughs> right place at the right time. Scenes, honestly. And, and, and like I said, we mentioned on the pod, Danny, and I, I remember watching the replay and it was like a it was like a Dundee fan had you pinned up against the stanchion, you know, holding up yeah. the net and you're just kind of stood there like All right. Go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, like, this is happening, this is happening. So it was uh no, but it was, you know, it, it, it was it was class to have fans right there behind the goal because, you know, the, the goal goes in and you're standing there and they're all flooding on and it's like a huge sigh of relief. And then you kind of get the the game, the game goal against Kilmarnock would have been the same. Or I feel like it would have been the same feeling, but you see that when I'm after that and I'm standing there and I'm looking up into the gut and, you know, you don't get the same. I mean, there probably would have been another, but you don't get the same feeling when you're not there. You know, that, that was the... So yeah. it's nice up at Ross County there, right there behind the goal and instead of looking up at, up into the skies at them. So, yeah. I was waiting on the kill, uh, Dundee fans abseil and doing rugby pub stand <laughs> to get to Yeah, yeah. I was, I, was, I was thinking I'd see a few of them falling down the steps. <laughs> and you get pushed up against the post again for the Dundee fans. <laughs> oh, I feel like watching that video back again. It was brilliant. It's absolutely yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Just seeing the, Santa the, running about. The, the funny thing from that clip as well, I think, is you see... We see me going off to the to the right hand side of the goal for the Ross County, and then but Aaron Donnelly slides knee slides into the fence. I think he causes the whole thing. <laughs> he knee, knee slides in, and, and then everyone just falls over the fence. That's what I watch every time I see it. He just 
he caused it all, so he got the blame on him. That's Donald's that's, fault. That's a weak way Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's even more happening than that because you get a Dundee, a young Dundee fan, must be about 12, slide, knees sliding, cupping his ears to the county players, uh, county fans, and then you get. Simon Murray decking a Dundee fan who's running past him and celebrate who I believe yeah, knows him yeah. <laughs> I think he knows him or he knows yeah, his son or something like that yeah, yeah. I, think, I, think, I think we're mates but it's just everything it's, you could watch that you could watch that 20 times and see something different so, mm-hmm. so obviously Joe speaking about the the scenes up in uh, Dingwall just speaking about the fans just in general I mean what's it like you know for the players you know to, you know, getting the backing from the fans as they do like home and away how does that guys you know help you in games yeah it's brilliant it's brilliant for us um, on the pitch to feel like you know everyone's behind us and it, it doesn't really matter it doesn't matter how the game's going and if we're if we're struggling games it feels like everyone's you know Everyone sees what we're trying to do. Everyone sees where we're kind of giving everything. We'll, we'll keep going to the end that they'll, and they'll keep supporting us, you know, home and away. And I, and I think it's good as well when you see it kind of works. We, we're maybe doing well and it gets all the fans on side and then mm. we start doing that helps us do better. And then it brings more fans in and, it, you know, it keeps going like that. And it's kind of you can we can definitely feel that happening this season. And it's nice to hear from yourselves that kind of, you know, fans can see that as well. They can see that we're doing well and. Um, yeah, it's brilliant. You know, we, we seem to always bring a really good away support. But I knew that from playing against Dundee over the years. You know, any any time that I played against Dundee, the away fans were always, you know, usually brought a big crowd and usually were really good. So it's um, yeah, it's good to be on on this side of it. Yeah, and I feel like you can always kind of sense it, and um, especially after a game. Obviously, after a game, you're going to go and go to the pub, have a couple of beers, and dissect it. And the atmosphere's just a bit better than what. You know what it has been in previous seasons. Even if you've only drawn the game, you can. I mean, everybody's acknowledging the fact that there has been good moments of playing stuff. And see, that for me, that that I love seeing that. Yeah. And it's great to see, obviously, you know, the team progressing. That's the main thing. Yeah, it's good. It's it's good to hear that. You know, it's good to hear that. You know, you feel what we feel. Pushing to achieve something more than just, hmm. you know kind of treading water and staying in the league because I know that over the whatever the last couple of years it's kind of been up and down yeah. and I think there's definitely a sense in you know that we want we don't want to be that you know we, we, we don't want to be that club I know no one wants to be that club obviously but there's so much more potential at Dundee it shouldn't be a club that is going you know up and down between between Championship and the Premier League it should be a club that's really pushing to you know be one of the the top six clubs really you know and it's mm. the fact that the fans can feel that hopefully um, and hopefully they can see that you know we, we as a as a team and a club feel like that as well so um, yeah it's, it's good to hear that well Joe I'll let you know that I sit in probably what could be the moniest place in the Bobby Cox stand at the best of times and there's not been any moaning at all this season so no booze no moaning, moaning. I think everybody's kind of brought into what Tony Dockett and the team and yourself are, are trying to, to achieve which is good um, because uh, you know you, you want to be here and you want to have the backing of the players and you want to you know keep them going and yeah, the last thing you want is, you know, the negativity coming from the stands. But it's great to, that it does, it generally is a better feeling around the stadium this season. And I, I do believe that everybody has brought into what, what Dundee are wanting to achieve. And the fact that we're actually like doing really, really well just now, especially with games in hand and we're sitting in the league, 
think they won't find any Dundee fan at all that'll have a moan or a gripe about anything with the club, which is rare, really is rare, to be honest. Probably never been said before, ever. <laughs> You knock me over no. with a feather right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. It, it is good and, you know, whatever, only halfway through the season. But, um, yeah, hopefully we can keep kind of pick up where we left off, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Joe, um, we've spoken about you being captain and we've also kind of went on about the, the young talent that's in the squad and kind of how they're young, but they're some of them are really experienced. Uh, as a captain, you've kind of seen as to, you know, take them under your wing and help them along. But with what they've already done in their career, has it made it easier for you as a captain um, as, you, as you're uh, uh, trying to guide everybody on, around the pitch and all that? All these players have got a bit of, uh, what, would, what would you say, a bit of history, as the, the games and playing against bigger teams about them. Yeah, you know, it, it's... It's kind of obvious to see they're not they're not like kids with that never played first team football before. A lot of them have played a lot, and um, you know they're good players, technically very good players, and uh, it's easy to see that. And that. Yeah, definitely makes it easier for me and the other kind of experienced players to just help them out and give them little pointers. It's not so much like I'm not gonna coach any of them to be any better. I'm just try and pass on little little nuggets of experience that I've had, kind of. Mm-hmm over the years and if that can help them then that's great you know if they if they don't want to listen then fine as well but uh i think most of them are very kind of they seem they all keen to learn and and really kind of push on they're not happy with you know they're not happy with what they've done so far or they're they're not happy to stay at that level and you can see that they all want to they all want to kick on they all want to achieve better things so it's uh yeah it's nice to be a part of that um and I think it's a good thing for us as a team, yeah. So, Joe, would you say you're one of those you're one of those captains that'll guide people? You're not one of those captains that'll absolutely berate players. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's never that's never really been my my way. I kind of I don't think so. Probably more probably more. I'll, I'll come in and I'll train I train as hard as I can and I'll, and I'll train well and hopefully they kind of see that you know they they see the way I maybe carry myself around the training ground and. Lead by example in matches, and and then they'll pick something up from that. I'm, you know, I'm not, I don't like shouting at players, telling them I'm not going to tell Lyle Cameron how to pass a ball because he can probably already do it better than me, anyways. You know, and, and little things like that. I'm not going to, I, I don't like to tell players things that I can't, I won't do myself, or I can't do myself. You know, it's more a case of look, this is this is what you need to do to maybe this is what we need to do to win a game in the league. You know, just a little bits of experience and game management more things that I would have picked up on the way and that that's kind of more the way I like to do it, you know, just maybe lead by example rather than mm-hmm. shouting at them, telling them where to go or telling them, you know, how to act. Just this is how I'm going to act. So hopefully that, you know, they'll pick something's up along the way. Oh, I'd, I'd hear them cleaning my bits and I think <laughs> I'm a dry cleaning enemy. I didn't get my does dry cleaning enemy, but I'd be saying I'm doing anything. Right, lads, this is how you learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go and get me a couple of rolls for my dinner. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what I'll try from now on. I'll try that in a couple of weeks. Yeah, <laughs> You'll see other youngsters in Cluppy Road at the, the, the lunchtime shops. And... <laughs> um, yeah. One thing I... I've liked from the team, and I, 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 I was going to uh, touch on it, it's like, for me, it's, it sounds stupid, but it, it's a team. It doesn't seem like a... 
like a bunch of individuals, you know. It, it actually it, it, on the pitch, you can see that, that it is a team, and everybody's trying to help everybody else. And again, that's that's evident by with everybody speaking in the dairy or Danny and the Bobby calls. Nobody's moaning; they're obviously praising the team. So for me, that's brilliant to see as well. Yeah, well, that's I think that's where, like, that's where you're going to have success as a team. Everyone buys into the kind of whole aim you know it's not just even for us the time when we're we're i think we had a run of clean sheets or however many clean sheets we had back in i don't know first half of the season anyways but uh it, you can't you wouldn't just take credit for that as the defense and the goalie you know it's the it's the whole team together working together to get that really mm-hmm. working hard for a clean sheet and that's kind of that's kind of if there's no there's no one player that is just off doing his own thing you know everyone is kind of working hard and running for each other and, and backing each other up. And then luckily as well, when we do all that together, you have players that can produce that little bit of magic and, you know, score brilliant goals as well. And that's kind of, we have a good blend of that at the minute. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking, uh, still speaking about the youngsters that we've got in the team, which ones uh, initially caught your eye when you came to Dundee? Because uh, we've got our favourites on the podcast. Well, everyone's a favourite, to be honest, but... Um, but we've already had, uh, let's say, we've had Luke McEwen on, but and and Lyle Cameron, Lyle Cameron, I think, is this exceptional talent, and then you've got Josh Mulligan as well, and Finlay Robertson. Yeah. It, it just seems like we've got a really good crop of youngsters at this at this club. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of good young lads, kind of. Um, there's a lot of good young lads coming through, and the young lads that we have on loan as well have been brilliant. I don't know if we're counting Luke as a young lad still, are we? But anyways, ah, I know he's, he's younger I than us. It's about younger than me and Daddy, young, so young, younger than me as well. Classes yeah. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, there's a lot, a lot of good, talented young players coming through, which is brilliant. I think last year, to be fair, when we played, I think when I was at Saint Mary and we played Dundee in the cup, and I, I think I came on. It was down at Saint Mary, and, and I met Lyle came on. I think Lyle came on for Tyler French in the first half when he got that injury. And yeah. I think he was brilliant. I'd never seen Lyle before, you know, I, I hadn't seen him play yet and, and I thought he was brilliant that day. And I told him after the game, he won't remember that, I'm sure, but I like after, I think he went to penalties and, we went, and I went up and I told him I thought he was brilliant today. So he was one that I was look, definitely looking forward to kind of seeing what he was all about kind of in training and everything. And, you know, to be fair to him, he's... Um, yeah, he's exceeded my expectations anyways. But all of them are, you know, a lot of them are, they're well able for this this level as well, which is good to see. It's not like none of them look overawed or anything. You know, they all kind of, whenever they come on and play their part, they all look well able for it, which is another positive as well. One thing I would maybe ask you, I know you said as a captain, you kind of want to kind of show them what you do. Um, but could you maybe get Josh Mulligan to get some shooting practice because he does everything right and then it comes to the last thing and it blazes over the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. That'll come, that'll come. He'll learn. <laughs> Only a matter of time. He keeps getting in good positions, you know, that's the thing. He's he's brilliant yeah. at getting in positions. So just that final bit. But um, yeah, that's it. It's only a matter of time. That's it. But he's my favourite. <laughs> we'll go. Um, we're going to like stop speaking about your 
uh, time so far at Dundee, and we'll start looking at maybe you know a couple of personal, no two personal questions, but you know just kind of find out about a wee bit about yourself, Joe. Um, so we're going to maybe speak about your biggest influence in your career as a footballer. Who was the one that really set you on your way? Um, from growing up, uh, I would say my dad and my brother, probably my dad and my younger brother. You know, that was back home. At home, that was all the two of us ever wanted. You know, he's four years younger than me, Connor, and we'd be out, you know, every day, every day, playing football and like taking each other on one on ones. And we, the two of us, he definitely pushed me, and you know, I like to think I helped him on his way as well. But um, you know, I guess that's they're probably the easy, <laughs> the easy ones. But definitely, <laughs> if I think about, if I think about, you know. Where I've where I've gone in my career and everything like that. Definitely, my dad and my brother were there. They were the dad was the one who would have kind of introduced me to it. And then yeah, the, between the three of us, we've yeah done not too bad. But um yeah, <laughs> I was like hearing these stories down here. Brings a tear to my eye. Like yeah, <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah, no, I do. I love it. Remember when we did like, we did Cami and that and hearing stories like this. I, I, I love hearing it from players there, but. Anyway, uh, move on. Paul's an uh, emotional then, guy. I just... I'm, a wee, I'm a wee emotional guy. <laughs> we all, we all. Well, oh, we've got a wee soft spot in us, you know. But anyway, um, see, for me, um, like, who who would who would you say has been, like, the like the hardest or, the, like, the toughest opponent that you've came up against? One that you just... You, if you've seen him, you would just... Oh, I don't want to play against him. <laughs> um, I mean... The one that stands out definitely recently is Kyogo. You know, he his movement is he he's been the best striker I think I played against. You know, over the years, um, he was just he's just brilliant. You know, and I and I and the fact is I still have to play against him a couple of times. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he he's very good. He's very good. Um, I think in the past when, um. I remember at Aberdeen when I think the first time I played against Celtic, they had Hooper and Stokes up front, and then mm. they, those two just seemed to—they knew where each other was all the time, and uh, that was tough. But I, you know, I was a young lad still learning then, so that was kind of a good experience. But um, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of they're definitely the ones that stand out when I think, you know, when I think now. I think when Griffiths, when Griffiths was at at the height of his kind of time at Celtic, he, he was tough because he he kind of felt like he could score from anywhere, you know, yeah. he, and he could do everything really. For for a small lad as well, he was pretty good in the air. His movement in the box was brilliant and his, you know, you give him half a yard outside the box, he, he put it away as well. So he was definitely, he was definitely dangerous, I think. He, he was, yeah, he was tough. So what you're saying is you didn't like playing against Celtic? And that seems to be a running a running team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't realise that until I started naming them off there, and they're, they're the ones that stand out. So we that, guys, yeah. we guys, we have green and white hoops. Yeah, that, yeah right, okay, yeah, right. Yeah. We've got you, Joe. Right, we've got you. I was expecting you to say a big brute or something, but nah, you look like you can handle yourself. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, I do. I always seem to forget this, but when when I was at St Johnston, we played a friendly against um, Man City. In pre-season, actually, we played, and we thought it was going to... I remember we got the bus down to play Man City at their training ground, and I don't know how we ended up getting this friendly, but anyways, we did. And we thought it was going to be against the reserves. 
so we went out for the warm up and they were nowhere to be seen. So we thought they were warming up inside, whatever. And then we come out for kickoff and <clears throat> Pep Pep comes out with the proper first team. So like the front three was Aguero, Navas, and Sterling. And I remember thinking, ah, this can't be right. But anyway, if I if I'm to he, I mean Aguero will be the best player that the best striker I played against. But um, I always seem to wipe that from my memory. And that was only a friendly, so that doesn't count. But. Um, <laughs> Another wee guy. See that, Danny? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I just, I don't know why. You just mentioned that, that line-up there, and I just initially just got cramp in my legs. That would have been me. Yeah. Like, I can't play. Like, I've pulled my hammy. I've pulled my hammy, yeah. That's there's, it. A reason why, there's a reason why I like that from my memory, really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe, what's been um, your proudest moment in football so far with all the teams that you've played uh, first? Um... The proudest, my proudest moment. Um, honestly, probably, I mean, it's going back a while now, but when I played representing Ireland at under-19s and under-21s, like, just, uh, I never got a senior cap, but just standing, standing on the pitch when, like, your national anthem's being played is something that is, like, it's, mo- it's more, it, it's almost for everyone else that is kind of, all your family and all your friends that are at the game watching, it kind of just means that a little bit more when you hear that national anthem playing and you know you're, for me, you know, I've got the green jersey on, I've got the Ireland jersey on and I'm singing the national anthem. That's, those moments kind of just stand out to me. Um, yeah, I mean, that that's, that's that's the one, that those are the ones that stand out really, just representing my country. I mean, I've had a lot of good times at, uh, over here. I think, being made captain of each of the clubs I've been at is something that um, I'm definitely really, really proud of. It's quite an honour really to cap. It's quite an honour to captain one SPL club, but to have done it at three different clubs is um, I kind of I kind of forget that sometimes, you know, that I've done that and it. But um, mm-hmm. that's something really to be proud of as well, I think. Danny, did you notice Joe said that he hasn't been capped by Ireland? He never, he never said hasn't been capped yet. So far, yes, I noticed that. Yeah, yeah see that. That's, that's, we're all about positivity here, and, you know. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Good. Yeah. Edit that. Edit that. <laughs> Obviously, that's the proudest football moment. What's your proudest non-football moment? Um, my proudest non-football moment would be. Probably when I I got it I um I got a maths degree through the Open Uni and when I did that that was kind of six and a half years of studying after training you know and um I left school I left school in Ireland without any uh, any qualifications I just kind of left the year before I would have done my exams and yeah just to I kind of had this aim then that by the time I turned thirty I wanted to still be playing professional football but then also to be able to have a degree as well was something I wanted to do and I managed to do it. So yeah, graduating with a with a maths degree was the proudest moment for me. Not only have I got a footballer on the show, but I've got a scholar. Look at this. A mathematician. <laughs> Not <Oof>. bad. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's how he beat uh, Luke McCowan and you know that keep you up thing they were doing. Yeah, Remember just on? Though. I don't know. Yeah. We're still kind of go through like best and worst scenarios, so we'll go for the best game that you've ever played in and the worst game. And I had to look 
before um, I asked this question, just to make sure you never played in the game that Aberdeen absolutely humped us seven 0 at Dens, just in case you said that, <laughs> and it could have stopped you. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. to clear with uh, that in. <laughs> um, there's two games that stand out right now. Best game I've ever played in. Uh, the two, which you'll, I'm sure you'll like the two of them, but. One is when I was, I think it was my first year at Timberland, but this was COVID, so there's no crowd, so it doesn't have the same feel. But we beat Dundee United at Tannadice 5 1, and I scored the first goal. That was, <laughs> that was just a nice one. <laughs> but then uh, I think it's hard to pick one game. I mean, the one that stands out straight away for me right now is the 4 0 against St. Mirren this season, where it seemed like everything just came together for us. You know, that, that was. That was nice. That was nice, especially for me after I scored the own goal in the whatever second game of the season against St. Mary down there, you know. Um, oh, you know, what are you talking about? You're <laughs> <laughs> on a bit, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think in the worst game, uh, the worst game I've ever played in, <laughs> I don't know, there's two. There's two for Aberdeen that I played. One where I got sent off after 12 minutes. Played in, in the League Cup. There's a League Cup quarterfinal. I got sent off after 12 minutes away to Motherwell for a tackle. Um, so that wasn't great. And then there was another one for Aberdeen. I think it must have been the year before. Um, I think it was a, a Boxing Day game. It must have been because I think it was the first time I'd ever played a Boxing Day game. And so I didn't really know. So I think I ate a full Christmas dinner the day before. And I think I got taken off at halftime. <laughs> you know, that that was that was me learning a lesson. That was oh, me yeah. lesson not to sit down for two hours on Christmas Day eating Christmas dinner. So yeah. <laughs> those are the two that come to mind without any preparation for that. But yeah. Oh, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I think that's pretty much it, Danny, unless we've got any daft questions for him. Um let's fling fling one at you, Joe. Off. Yeah. What about the current Dundee team? What would be your best five-a-side team at the squad just now? Uh, <laughs> right, so five-a-side. I'm going to be playing one-two-one. I'll have Trevor, Trevor and goal. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to pick myself just because that's just too, too easy to pick myself now. Um, five-a-side. Uh, I, I would put I would put Cammy in there because he's a little he's tenacious and he seems to, he, I think he'd just run for however long the five side game is he'd just never stop a fortnight <laughs> yeah and then I'd have off I don't know I, I mean I think Lyle and Luke they're five side they're brilliant five side players they're the ones on a Friday when we play small side and they don't want to be against um, and I'd maybe put maybe Tiff, Scott Tiffany up there as well. He's a little, you have to kind of fill, I feel like for five a side, you just fill your fill your team with small guys that can just dribble. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, dribble and Cammy. pass, pass and move, that's all it is. Four, four, four that can dribble plus Cammy and he can, he can do that, he can tackle and do the rest of it. So, uh, yeah, I think that would be all. I think that would be not bad. It, it sounds exhausting, even just mentioning them players and against a five-a-side team because they would just run. Like you mentioned, Kami just runs. Every single yeah. one of them. Ah, they're chaps. That's me. Take the win. <laughs> That's it. That's it, yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, well, I'm going to go. Well, I, I, sorry, Dan, I'm going to go one more. Have you got one? Go okay, go, go, go. Uh, well, well, but it's another five aside door, right? But here we go. See if you can do it, though, Joe. Right. So, pick five players: Scotland, England, Ireland, Northern Ireland, Wales, that you've played with. That I played with. Mm. Uh, okay. Um. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll put Big Xander Clark in goal then. He's a big. He's a good mate of mine. So. Uh... I'll put him in goal. Five aside. Uh, let's see. I maybe have uh, Danny Swanson. I'd have him in it when he was. I'd have Danny Swanson and wait. This is. I think I think David Wotherspoon would be a good. I realise now that's two. That's two Dundee United players. You've, <laughs> you've started off with Xander Clark who. Him and Dundee fans always had to go go between. Yeah, yeah Swanson and Wotherspoon. <laughs> Are you picking your worst favourite side here for us? Or? I'm trying not to pick players. I'm not trying not to pick players from this Dundee team because I've just given you my Dundee five as well. Yeah. So I'm trying to go back, but I I'm trying. I think I. Let's see who else we could have. Um, who else? Could we have? Offend Jason away, you're fine. Jason Kerr, Jason Kerr. I think he, Jason Kerr at St Johnston, he was, he was a uh, very good. I think he's gone on to very good things as well. Um, I'm surprised you've not put your brother in. No, I've never played with my brother. That's the oh, thing. right, okay, right. I'll let you off. I'll let well, you have him in there. He'd be in there. He'd be in there ahead of me. <laughs> he, he does it. He's not played with. He just wears his clothes. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's I mean, it. you played one in the back is when he was wee, so that counts. That, that counts then. That's it. I'll put Connor in. That's it. That's the. <laughs> yeah, the Dundee one wins. Easy. Yeah, yeah, all day, all day. Easy. All day. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, Joe. Thanks very much for coming on. I really appreciate you taking the time out um, to come and speak to to us. It's uh, it's been a good season for us personally because we've been getting a lot of Dundee players coming on and it's always good to have different points of view it's always different stories that we're hearing as well and like yourself we're hearing new stories um, and but it's great personally to have the captain of Dundee on the podcast um, two boys here that just absolutely speak nonsense and you came on <laughs> so fair play to you <laughs> thanks very much thanks very much for having me it's been fun I've enjoyed it yeah have you got any words for the fans before we go just a couple of wee lines to them no, just I guess just thanks very much. Thanks very much for the support so far this season, and uh, yeah, hopefully we can uh, do everyone proud in the next few months and really achieve something together. Well, perfect. Well, thanks very much, Joe, for coming on, Paul. Thanks very much for managing to come on to this playing interview because I know that the last few mm-hmm. your computers failed, so. Um... I'm here, man. Yeah, you're here. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you very much for our listeners and our sponsor, Hilton Electrical, as well. But Joe, again, thank you very much, and we'll speak to everybody next week. Thanks very much, guys.